everyone, it's your girl, London, coming to you with another episode of Birth in a Body. Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and tell a friend. This episode, we'll be talking about Home Buying 101. Your home is likely to be the biggest investment you are making in your life, which also can make a big risk. While that may seem a tad bit scary, buying your first home should be an exciting, a burst out the champagne type of moment, not burst out type, not the type to burst out a Xanax type of moment. I would forever believe that buying a home is a great investment. Why? Because you can live in a home forever and you cannot live in a stock certificate, quoting Oprah Winfrey. Today, I have realtor and owner of Sunshine Realty, Amanda Garcia. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you. Yes, I'm so excited to talk to you as well. With every episode, I like to start off with an icebreaker. Our icebreaker today will be, what is the worst home tour you've ever been on? Should I tell them about our home tour, London? Should I tell them that one? <laughs> yes, definitely. I was thinking like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. So maybe not like the worst, but it definitely was not good. And it was hilarious as shit. Um, so we went and we were looking around at some places and y'all know London's bougie as fuck. So we were going around looking at some places and we went to this one spot and this girl was real sweet and kind and all of that took us into um, one of the places to look at. And baby, no, it was not. (laughs) One, it was was not not. what London wanted at all. The pictures were deceiving and we'll probably talk about that later, but pictures online can be super deceiving from what's in person, which is why you should always go view something and not really do sight unseen. But anyway, so we're in here walking around and off top, I knew this wasn't going to be for London. London definitely knew it wasn't going to be for her. (laughs) And the girl says, because I think she could like sense (laughs) London was like, "Mm -mm." and she was like, yeah, so I know this isn't like everything because I'm real bougie. Baby, this girl was not anywhere close to bougie. Not at all. (laughs) Not at all. Like not, I mean, just not at all. She I don't know how to describe it. Like, I don't want to sound mean. (laughs) It's so crazy. So let me tell you, when we went there, you know, it's in a great location. So, you know, by the domain, it was was like location. And so I was like, okay, the location is the location I want to be in. And then, you know, she was, she had great customer service. And I think that really, really makes a difference. Mm -hmm. But when we like opened the door, the door just like popped. And I was like, oh, okay. She's like, you know, we're painting, we're upgrading. So I'm like, okay. So we walk into it and I saw white appliances. And I was like, white appliances? Who do white appliances? And so I like, once I saw the white appliances, I didn't feel the need to walk around anymore because I was like, I know for me, when I wanted to move into a place, I wanted upgraded appliances. And I was like, oh, white appliances. And so I just right. felt not the need to even walk around the place to even see it. And I was like, I didn't want to say like, can we leave? <laughs> like, but it's just like, okay, let's go through the But motion. you did say it, just body <laughs> language. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, I am the definitely type of person like you could definitely sit on me versus like me vocalizing it. But it was just horrible. And it's so crazy because I thought about you last night. 
So my friend stayed downtown. Um, I'm not gonna say the apartment name, but it's downtown. And so I get downtown and he's like parking the garage. And so I park in the garage and I'm like, I'm trying to navigate to get to his apartment. And you know, like to me, it's like a to the outside of the apartment is like luxury. And so I go through the parking garage and I walk up the stair. Girl, it was filthy. Like it was filthy. Like I was like, oh my gosh, like. I know these apartments are not that filthy. Like the stairs had trash. They were like, had gunk built up on the stairs. It stinked. Oh, and I'm like, am I at a luxury apartment or am I at a shelter? And I was like, oh my gosh. And I was, I walked into his apartment and I was like, I expected so much more. Like, you know, and girl, he had white appliances. <laughs> I was like, they have white appliances in these luxury apartments. And, I, well, you know, I'm not the one to judge, but I was like, luxury it's 2021. I was confused to why he had white appliances. And so I was like, I guess that's the thing. Like, I would never knock nobody for having white appliances, but I thought white appliances are outdated. That's not a luxury amenity. You know, when you think of luxury, you either think of, really stainless steel now before it used to be black appliances now it's like stainless steel so when you think of white you're just like no that that reminds me of like 80s i don't it doesn't work for me it reminds me of apartment that's on riverside versus apartment that's on second and congress i was shocked i was <laughs> i was like Lord and I was and so then he like sent me this clip of like Nene Leaks and she was like talking about white appliances. He said, This is what you remind me of when you walked into my apartment. Like <laughs> I was like, oh, like oh. and it's just like so amazing when I thought about home buying one on one, I like immediately thought of you. I know for me, I was like, I, I wanna buy a home. And I remember like reaching out to you, like, Amanda, I wanna buy a home. And so as me, like, wanting to buy a home, I, like, that Sunday, we had a meeting at work. And they were like, okay, well, we're about to downsize the company. And I was like, I don't know if this is the perfect time for me to want to buy a home when I may be in the risk of, like, losing my job. Because, you know, we are in a pandemic and it was a yep. straight on scary moment. But I know, like, having a conversation with a lot of my friends, they were thinking about buying a home. And a lot of people saying this is the perfect time to buy a home. And how do you feel about that? Well, I do think it is a great time to buy a home. The Austin market, though, has gone, I mean, it's, it's crazy. From last year to this to right now, it, the market is completely different. You see multiple offers across the table. I mean, I'm talking 20, 30% over asking. The highest one I've seen so far is um, 101000 over asking price, which is insane. I still think it's a good time to buy in Austin because it's projected that the market is just going to continue to grow. And at that, if it continues to grow at this rate, we're already at what 300 and I think 70,000 median price value. It's going to be so expensive. We're not going to be able to afford it here anymore. You can still find great homes and great price ranges. Um, the, the interest rates are crazy low. And I don't think those interest rates are going to stay like that forever. It, it's going to start to level back out again. 
So yeah, I think it is a great time to buy, even if it was an investment. A lot of people don't know of all the different options they have with FHA. You can do a two or three K loan, which is just, you could go buy an ugly house. It is very tedious. Um, and you have to work with a lender on that a lot, but you can do construction. So buy the ugliest home in the best areas and do some kind of construction on it. So it's a great time to buy still. Yes. Competitive, you but you can still get out there and get some great deals. Do you think it's a great time to buy now because we're in a pandemic or is just the market is right? I don't think the pandemic had any type of impact on real estate at all. I think it, maybe I'll say this in the beginning for new construction, it did. They tried to halt that, but it didn't make any sense. That lasted maybe a week and a half. And if anything, I think people got even busier during the pandemic because of all the rates falling. So it, to buy a home, it was great. Now, the only thing I think that is uh, a negative in that situation would be that some people lost their jobs. Actually, a lot of people lost their jobs. Small businesses closed. One of my businesses uh, closed the doors. So, I mean, we a lot of people took big hits. And so in that aspect, you wouldn't have been able to buy a home because loss of income or things like that. So but I think that the pandemic made it a great time for people to buy that were in a position to do so. Where should a prospect home buyer and their significant other, if applicable, start buying their start their buying journey? Definitely touching base with a realtor, a good realtor. Sorry, guys. I hate to step in. Let me do that question one more time. Okay. Where should a prospect home buyer and their significant other, if applicable, start their buying journey? That's a good question. The biggest part of starting that journey is going to be connecting with a good realtor. If they're not connected with a good realtor, then they're going to be out there trying to look on Zillow or Redfin or wherever. They need to sit down with someone, go through the basics. My home buyer guide is a great thing to have. <laughs> so <laughs> it just, it really walks you through the process because some people are, are ready for that journey and then they don't know all the steps getting, getting approval from a lender or knowing that they have to basically, you know, go through all these steps with getting all their paperwork, their, their taxes, everything. You'll be surprised how many people say I'm ready to buy a home. And then you find out they haven't filed taxes in two fucking years. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it is crazy because like when I thought uh when I was in the process, oh my gosh, I want to buy a home. It was the perfect place, the perfect location. Mm -hmm. And you know, like you're you definitely like made it easy. Like you gave me an email. This is who you're gonna contact, and this is the steps that you need to do. And I think that was very, very beneficial for me because it's like I don't have to go through all these steps and finding a lender, then how do I really start that application process? because it's scary buying a home like you know yeah this is a big big commitment and so like like you said having a good realtor really really means a lot is there any wiggle room on a 20 percent down payment or should i just plan on making that i think you should save as much as you need to, as much money as you can but people a lot of people think you have to put down 20 percent. you don't now, it's smart if you do, because if you put down 20%, then you don't have to pay PMI, which is your um, your mortgage insurance, like premium insurance. It's, it's a um, it, Basically, the, the lender will ask you to pay that 
as an insurance policy on the damn loan. And sometimes that could be two, $300 more on your loan. So mm-hmm. paying 20% is always the way to go, but you don't have to. So FHA is three and a half percent. So in the home buying process, how long should we prepare for that process? Should it be like a year process to say, hey, I'm going to save this amount so I can get a home? Or should it be like an instant, oh, I want to get a home to have living in an apartment? It actually just depends on your circumstances, to be honest. Not even going to lie. Um, I know people, I mean, speaking from my own damn experience, I remember I was like, you know what? I'm ready to buy a home. And within a year I was in the home, but I also made tons of sacrifices. I got rid of my damn 535 BMW, (laughs) got a Hyundai. Like I made some big sacrifices. Um, I went from living in a luxury apartment to living in a duplex um, in North kind of West Austin. And it was like $600 a month. It was a shit show, but I did that because I was like, damn, I know I need to save up all this money. And we did that at the beginning of the year. And by December 15th, we closed on our house. And so, I mean, you that gotta, same thing. so, you know, you got me in this illustrious apartment that you have yet to come visit. <laughs> and I love it. I that, know, like, you're going to call me out, though. <laughs> <laughs> I love this apartment. Like, I am so in love with this apartment. But I was thinking, oh, my gosh, maybe I should downsize a year and, like, you know, as much money I'm paying, I can pay half, you know, living in, you know, not a luxury apartment, but I can save half of that money every um, time when it comes time to pay that rent. I can put that aside and I can use that more towards a down payment. You know, instantly I was like, I'm ready, I'm ready to buy a home. And you see a lot of people buying homes. You know, you get on Facebook, a lot of people closing, but you don't understand that it takes a lot to... Yeah start that process and to make sure that you're ready. How should a first time home buyer work with an agent? So in that aspect, kind of maybe elaborate a little bit, but work with an agent, I would say they need to be completely honest working with an agent. I'm a super transparent agent. (laughs) I, I will say, fuck no. If you ask me a question to something like I don't lie to my clients and most of my yeah. clients become my friends because I think I'm so down to earth, relatable. And I, I will straight up be like, what the hell? No, you can't do that. Or no, we're not going to do that. Or I know you like this, but it's out of your price range. Like I think that making sure you build a really good relationship with a realtor is important. If you can't call your realtor or send them a text message at two o'clock in the morning, I don't care what nobody says that here's this call. If you cannot text your realtor and have a conversation with them in the middle of a home buying process, when you're stressing the hell out, mm, I feel like that's a problem. No, I totally agree. I remember like, you know, I want this home. I remember I like thought it was the perfect location. And I was like, I really, really wanted that home. And it was like, I remember calling my parents and I was telling them like, oh my gosh, I'm going to buy a home. I think I'm like really, really ready. And so then they were like, you know, you have to have this money saved. And I was like, I don't have that much saved. And they was like, we're willing to pitch in. And then boom, I was like, 
I got, they had a meeting on Sunday. We're about to downsize the company. I was like, the worst thing is like to get into a home that I cannot afford. And now I'm homeless. And so I was like, I was so embarrassed to tell you like, girl, they're about to do cuts at my job. And I don't know if I should finish the process right now. I was like super, super embarrassed. But I was like, you have to be honest. Like, you know, the first thing is yeah. being honest. And like the worst thing is to get into something you really can't afford. And like, you know, struggling to make that payments. And so I remember like praying about it, praying about it. And I was like, well, this home is not for me. And I know they were there would be so many homes that would come up and it would fit my situation and everything would work out perfectly. Yep, that is true. Never, I mean, and again, that goes back to what you said, being honest with your realtor um, and having that open communication and not being embarrassed because baby shit happens in the buying process that you cannot predict that's going to happen, that you don't know that's going to happen. And so always having that open communication is key. I have a buyer right now I'm working with and she is so hype about buying her house but she also has a spending problem. Okay. <laughs> she Girl, she called me. Because I do have that problem. <laughs> Baby, let somebody else spend the money. Okay. Just stay yeah. Bitcoin. But she called me and she said, Amanda, I have to ask you something. I said, yeah, what's up? And she said, okay, so I know I'm saving and I know I'm not supposed to touch anything on my credit, but I really want to get this new car. I said, girl, what? No, you're not. You're not doing it. No, you're not. I can't even get a car. I said, no, no, nothing. Like you can't do shit when you are in the process of buying a home because you don't want to add anything to your credit. And so many people make the mistake of, oh, they get pre-approved. And then they also get under contract and they get close to closing. And literally it has happened, girl. I have walked away from a closing table on the day of closing and didn't close on the house because clients didn't listen. Do not buy anything on credit. Not even the day of closing or the day before closing, you decide, oh, I want to go buy some new appliances. And you spend $5,000 on credit to go buy appliances. Guess what? The day of closing or typically right before closing, the lender pulls your credit again. So if they see some shit on your credit, done. That shit happens. Oh my God. I was like, girl, my heart just dropped. I would be so upset because, you know, like, oh my God, that's a big moment. And like, you're prepping for it. My heart would drop. So, what do you do in that situation? Do you have to wait a certain amount of days or do you have to reapply? What do you do? If you fall without of the lender's guidelines for being approved, then that's just it. You deal done. You didn't get approved. You didn't get, you'd be like, you're done. You have to walk away from the table and you've lost the deal, which means you've lost your dream home if you went under contract for it. And you have to get pre-approved to go through the process. But baby, when I tell you, I'd be on my clients like, no, hey, checking in. Like, you know, and now this time I talk to my clients every damn day, multiple times a day because the market's so crazy. Somebody calls me, I see a home, they like it. Girl, I'm in that car driving to the house to go look at it. Definitely. So like, I know, like, I know a lot of people are not like you and a lot of you said like, you know, get a good realtor. And a lot of people are not good realtors because I know with you, you get the full package. You get the full setup. Like I know how to get a good lender. I know how to get you this. And this is how this is going to happen. But for a person that doesn't find that, doesn't find a realtor that's the full package and they have to go out and search for a loan or search for someone to finance is how would they go about that process? 
So let's say that someone just organically decided to go to a lender or they went to a bank and got an approval. Most of the time, lenders have built relationships with realtors. And so they'll have someone that they could refer that person to. Um, Now, let's say you get with someone and you're like, this is just not a good fit. A lot of people don't know this. And I wish I would have known this when I was buying my house. But yeah, girl. Girl, I'm leaning in. I'm leaning in like, what? A lot of people don't know this, but you could fire your realtor at any time. It doesn't matter. So I, I had to sign a paper when I got my realtor to help us buy our house. Well, she didn't find the house. I found the house. I didn't know that I could have fired her and been like, I'm not using you because she sucks. She didn't help us with anything. She didn't explain anything to us. Nothing. It just wasn't a good fit. And it's super important that, you know, you have a realtor who's a good fit for you. And if it's not, guess what? You could just walk away, whether you sign a paper or not. Now, make sure there's nothing in that paperwork that says you got to pay them for their time. But you don't have That's it. You can just go to another realtor. And people will try to tell other. I hear so many other realtors tell people, oh, well, you can't leave because we have a contract. That's not true. The buyer's rep agreement that clients sign is glorified toilet paper. Because let's say that London, you and I are working together which we are. And I don't have no agreement with you, but baby, I know you're not going to work with nobody else because I'm that (laughs) motherfucking good. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) So so let's say that we did have an agreement that I was your, I was representing you and we had, you had signed an agreement for, I don't know, let's just say six months. And let's say on the second month you were like, "Mm, I'm not really feeling her. I'm going to go work with another realtor. You could. And even though our contract is for six months, as soon as you sign, a contract with another realtor, boom, mine is null and void. That other realtor has now trumped my contract with you. It doesn't matter what the shit says. Oh, wow, girl. I not all the way in to take this thing. Not a lot of people know that. So let's say I get a new client, someone, a prospect. Let's say someone comes to me and says, I'm interested in working with you. First thing I ask is, are you working with another realtor? And sometimes people tell me yes. And I say, well, I don't want to step on any toes. You know, if you're working with someone else, let me know if you need anything. Then they say, well, I really don't like that realtor. And I'm, I'm trying to search for new realtors. They have every right to do that. Okay. Oh, wow. So then I'll say, okay, well, if you did work with another realtor, did you have a buyer's rep agreement signed with them? If they say yes, and they decide to work with me, I make them sign it beforehand. And the reason I do that is so then the other reps, real buyer's rep agreement didn't, doesn't mean shit now. No, it's void that day. Doesn't matter. They don't even have to call the other realtor. I think they should to be nice, but they don't. And I'm probably going to get some heat. There are probably going to be realtors listening to this talking about, damn, why she say that shit? Because some of y'all, I love my industry, but some realtors out here be slacking. And so I'm, I'm the type of realtor that's going to come in and take it. No, I think that really, really means a lot because sometimes like unknowingly you go into the process thinking, I have to stick with this person. So as you go in and you Mm -hmm. talk about it, I'm leaning all the way in. You know, I know you and I have a great relationship, but it's just like for people that don't have that relationship with a realtor, they don't have to feel like they stuck. Like you're not stuck in that process. And that's a good thing because I know I have heard people that are in the home buying process and they are like, you know, like she's not showing me the house that I want or, you know, she's not taking me here. She's taking me there. And, you know, you don't realize in that instance that 
it's not a committed relationship that you can break ties with that person. So yep. that is great information, girl. I had to lean there, honey. Yes, and take so get all, all that in. Because no, they, a lot of realtors are not going to tell people that. And I just think it's crazy. Why? Why not? A, and a deal is never a deal until, baby, I got a check in my hand. Oh, I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's good to know. With that being said, I know that there are a lot of first home buyer programs. Is there any first home buyer assistant loans that you can qualify with a great credit score? There's so many like first time home buyer programs. There's different organizations. There's NACA. There's, um, God, I want to say it's, I know NACA's out there. I know DACA's out there. There's, um, FHA, you can get some down, some resource assistance. I mean, there's so many different programs out there. So many. Um, I, I will say that not everyone can qualify for those, but that's public information. I'll send you links that maybe you can put into the call or whatever that are like down, down payment assistant programs, everything. But the lender also will process all of that. You have to fall within a threshold for your income, but it's a great way for first time home buyers to get down payment assistance. Okay. Speaking of down payments, I know like the most, if I'm wrong, correct me. I know like the most contributing factor of getting a loan and applying for that process is your credit. Can we talk about the importance of having great credit and like making sure you're rebuilding your credit before you start this process? Yes. Oh my gosh. Credit. And there is a difference. I've been trying to tell people this. There's a difference between credit repair and just credit management. And so there's also a lot of companies out here that I feel like are just, oh, pay this $189 or whatever a month and we'll try to fix your credit. And really, it's just hurting it because it's credit management and not credit repair. Um, I have a great resource. His name is Dimitri. He's with Credit Supreme. And he's amazing. They also have a 90-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't see your credit score improve or things drop off, then you get refunded all of the money you spend, which is great because people trying to buy homes are trying to save money. So they don't want to be spending this money for nothing. So I love that it gives a 90-day back guarantee. The biggest thing when you're looking at credit trying to buy a home is collections and your DTI, which is your debt to income ratio. And a lot of people want to see that super low. I'm talking about like 20, 30%. Because they want, the lenders want to see consistency, stability, and they want to see that you know how to manage money because you're about to have a fucking thousand and thousand dollar loan that they're backing. So if you don't have good credit history, they're not going to give you a loan. Um, I think we're about to move to see people get 580s and get approvals. Oh, a credit score with a 580? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. What's the standard? Like, what's a great credit score to have to say, okay, I'm ready to buy this house? I think if you're in the 700s plus, baby, that's great. I mean, even the sixes, like 650 and up, that's good too. Um, really, I would say 680 because the higher your credit score is, the lower the interest rate's going to be. And a lot of people don't understand taxes and interest rates make an impact on what your mortgage payment is going to be. So if you get an interest rate of, four percent which people were getting before the pandemic right people were getting four and a quarter and thought oh my god that's so good you know now people are getting two and a half percent 2.9 like they're getting crazy stuff so getting more getting interest rates like that 
impact your mortgage so much or taxes. Some people don't understand that let's say you're looking at taxes when you're buying a house, that's really important because if you live somewhere where the tax rate is like a 2.9 versus a 2.1, that's going to be play a difference. No, I totally agree. And I think this is very beneficial to know because there's a lot of things I don't know about home buying and just like having conversations with other people. And it's like, oh my gosh, girl, it's so much that goes into this mm-hmm. process. You know, you see a lot of people that see the glamorous side of home buying and like, oh my right. gosh, the people on social media posted with the key. Let me go get a home because they get in a home. But baby, mm-hmm. it's so many steps that you have to go through and make sure that you're prepared before you can really say, I'm ready to buy a home. Right. So once I got a lender, once I found a realtor, how do I make the best out of the open house? Like you going to them? Uh Uh-huh. Definitely make sure you're going to open houses that are going to be relevant to where you want to live, right? Mm -hmm. So, and that they're relevant to what you can afford. Don't go to open houses just because, <laughs> oh my God, you want to see what it looks like in the damn inside. Some looky loos. <laughs> like, what? No, that doesn't do anything for you. It doesn't do anything for the realtor holding the open house. If anything, it just makes you be like, damn, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do no. I just think that people should go to open houses that are one within their price range. So it's really important for people to get pre-approvals before they start searching. Um and it also allows you to see like, okay, this is the type of homes that are in this area, or it even gives you an opportunity to kind of talk to another realtor if your realtor is not with you. Sometimes that could be helpful. You may not even be thinking about leaving your realtor, but it can be helpful sometimes to go in and just ask another realtor about the area because I'm always about collaborating and never about competing with people. I work with other realtors all the time that aren't even with my brokerage. And it's because they may know something or have some knowledge that can be beneficial to me and my clients. So I'll reach out and ask for help or I'll reach out and say, you know, do you have any guidance on this? Um, So I think people going to open houses can be helpful, whether you're with your realtor or not, gives you an idea about the neighborhood, um, gives you an opportunity to to kind of go out by yourself. Sometimes, even if you have a great relationship with your realtor, you might just kind of want to go out by yourself and get some vibes for the neighborhood and the house and things like that. And that's cool. Definitely take advantage of open houses. And you can always ask your realtor to send you a list of upcoming open houses that you would like to attend. You just took my next question because I was about to say, you know, like I have an idea of a dream house, but what if I don't know where that area is at? Like, you know, you know, like you said, being in a budget that you can afford. So, you know, in my head, I'm like, I have this idea of a house that I want to move in, but I don't want to go over there to Westlake or to, you know, the hills thinking I'm finna find a house. So like when you said you have a list, I think that's so beneficial. Yeah. How many houses should you look at before you say this is the one? As many as you need to. Straight up. I mean, that's simple. That's, that's what it's going to take. It's your, it's your investment. It's your home. Like the one that you, if you walk in a house and you're like, mm, nope, this ain't it. Walk the fuck out. Go to the next one. <laughs> I don't care how many it takes. If you need to, and I just don't, and you know, you're, that's a huge investment. You know, I, I don't, it never should you rush anyone trying to do that or try to force someone into an area or a home because you ready to get a, you know, you ready to move on to the next client. No, Mm-mm. 
I'll show people when they're buying as many homes as they want to see within their budget and things like that. Okay. Would you suggest rent to own before buying a home? Like owner financing? No, like, so, oh, let me rent, uh, like, it's like for me, just so, okay, so I'm Oh, living. like renting this a my home. First time I'm living by myself. Should I rent to own a house? Like, you know, okay, so I go rent a house first to make sure I want to live in a house before I buy a house. Would that be a good suggestion or no? Yes, I think that people should do that. It's just like you should live with your spouse before you marry them. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> 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 I beg to differ, but you know, I feel like you could you could stay the night some nights, but not not live with me. Definitely, not. I feel like people are different when you don't live with them. They do all types of crazy shit, baby. I wouldn't be where I am. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I think cut that oh, out. I think for me and a lot of people, it's just like, I didn't realize it was a hard process. And like, when I say a hard process, I didn't realize of how much honesty you have to have with yourself, but also with your realtor. And like, you know, finance is so important. And you know, like you can say, oh yes, I can afford this apartment. But it's just like, it becomes a different battle game. You can't buy Fashion Nova anymore. You can't go out to eat anymore. And it's like, Sometimes you really have to downsize your lifestyle in order to be living in your forever home. Yeah, I do. I do. I do think, though, to really fully answer that question is, yes, I think that people should rent a home because people that live in apartments all the time. Like I remember when we moved into the duplex, which was like a home, it was like, damn, things are a little bit different. It's slower. So let's say that you have a pipe that leaks or you have a service request. It doesn't get taken care of like it does in an apartment. This is a home. So it's not like they have some people do, but most property management companies out there don't have someone who's just going to run over there like that because they have all these other properties. And so it's a different process, right? You have to take mm-hmm. care of the lawn in most cases when you're renting a home. You have to be the one to change all the light bulbs. Like you, if there is a refrigerator, sometimes it's not maintained by the property manager and they'll tell you straight up in the lease contract that you're responsible. So if that refrigerator breaks, that's going to be on you. So that those are the type of things that happen because when you own a home, guess what? If the gas goes out, you got to wait for a couple of days for a gas company to come out. If the lights go out in your house, what you going to do? Who you going to call? You got to fix it. So oh, there's wow. a lot of, yeah, girl, you got to cut the grass. You got to <gasps> make sure it's like right now. With what? The going on. <laughs> wait, wait, as I thought it was going to be. What? <laughs> what? No, no. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, of stuff. Now I think there's also a lot of things that are rewarding. You can paint your house however you want you know what i'm saying like you can do whatever you want it's yours oh this is a lot you know at first i was like oh let's pop champagne but not after i need a zenmix because it's really a lot of steps that i feel like you really have to go through in order to know you know how it really is like i feel like we can talk about it all day but once you go through it it's like oh my gosh it's really really a lot of stuff this is something like you have to prepare yourself for it's like preparing yourself for college and yes. it's like you have to really make sure you are prepared what are your two do's and two don'ts of home buying 
Um, I definitely would say you should, and actually I'm going to go off of my handy dandy buyer guide. Again, I'm going to send you the link to this so you can stick, so you can share this as well. Um, it has plenty of do's and don'ts. It mainly pertains to like your mortgage stuff. Um, and so that is just like making sure that you are informing your realtor and your lender of everything going on financially, right? Any changes that may happen. For instance, you were talking about, hey, I might have a change in my job. That's super important to communicate. So those are, that's my do. Definitely communicate all changes. Um, definitely uh, get inspections when you're buying a house. Right now, tons of people are waiving inspections. Hell no, don't do it. Super big liability. So that's a, that's a don't. Um, don't make huge purchases. Don't buy a bunch of crap. Um, and don't stick with a realtor because you feel obligated. Do whatever you need to, to make sure that you feel comfortable during this process. Go ahead, cry if you need to call your realtor and tell them that you are concerned about a question that you have. Like, don't hold back. This is probably the biggest investment that you'll make in your life. And you need to be open about it completely. Girl, I'm just like... I need pen and paper because you're definitely schooling me because I thought, well, you know, I thought this process was like a cakewalk, but it's really, really not a cakewalk. It's like so many steps that you have to do before getting ready. And I think a lot of people need to be informative about this situation. It's more than standing in the realtor office with a key saying, I just closed. <laughs> it's oh, like yeah. you really have to prepare yourself. And I feel like, it's one of the things I want to do as I get older, because, you know, I'm getting older and I do want to own a house, but I want to make sure that I'm ready. So, you know, I definitely would stay and connect with you. And for people that are looking to buy a house, where can they find you? You can find me <laughs> at uh, www.sunshinerpm.com. That is our website. Um, or you could also just shoot me a text or call me at uh, my direct line, which is 512-825-7644. I'll be available. Amanda, you you're so awesome. Like, I love you so much. I love you I want to thank you for taking the time to have a conversation. You know, I will be texting you a lot of questions throughout the process. I know I'm not ready now, but I know in the future I will be ready. So I yes, definitely will be hitting you up. I want to thank my listeners for tuning in. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and tell a friend. You're a baddie in your own right on that. <laughs>